I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. Hi. This is Mike. This is Kate. We are back from maternity paternity leave where, 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 i'm not sure what that means for you but we, i i am clear what that means for me which is that today we dropped ruby off at daycare for the first time and i cried naturally and she also had a huge smile on her face and she seemed really happy so it was really cute i put the car seat down on the table and uh these all the it's so funny when you drop when you bring a baby into daycare and how all the kids surround the baby and Penelope goes to a place that has intermingled with like five-year-olds all the way down to, I mean, Ruby is now the youngest five months. So she's the she's youngest five months. Yeah. And they're all in like one giant room and they play together and it was like a children's zoo in there with all the, yeah. with all the kids. It's so sweet. But all the kids came running up and there was like seven of them around Ruby and she's like looking around. And she just smiles at one of the kids. It was cute. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll pick her up at the end of the day and we'll see how she did, but She's there three days a week. So that means I have three days a week of I can do whatever I want between the hours of roughly 8.30 and 4.30. And what I want to do is actually work, believe it or not. After five months of kind of focusing primarily on motherhood, I feel pretty ready to get back at it in a new way, of course, than ever before. But like, you know, I'm easing back in. It's not like I'm feeling all ready to go balls to the wall or anything not like i ever feel that way <laughs> i'm pretty chill about my business but but just ready i have some really i have new ideas i have new ways i want to approach things i feel excited about what we have coming up over the next year you know year meaning september to september so yeah i'm happy to be back we have some reviews we do and yesterday was my birthday, so oh yeah, thanks yesterday for all was the messages birthday. for those of you that sent it. And uh, I'm now 36 years old, still working on healing my skin. We're still on that journey. Feel better today, but been doing the work, people. Been doing the work. But I don't know what else to... I think that we'll just leave it there for now. So we're going to finish off. We gotta... I feel like once your skin heals, we should do an episode going over all the different therapies and psychics and everything mm-hmm. that you've tried. Okay. But not until then. Yeah. And I need to do the write up on that because I have a, I have a list on my to-do list to write up the, um, to write it up, you know, the all the doctors and whoever did the it. Doctors, so, the healers, yeah. The doctors, the healers. I have all the notes. Like I took notes on all of this. So it's all written down. And I just have to compile it into one place. Awesome. But yeah, I think we could, I believe it's on its way to healing. It is. Yeah. Today's it's interesting. Like every, it's all day. It's changing in mm-hmm. some sort of form. All right. Uh, Chris, this is from Kristen Hertz. And it's spelled the same as the car rental place, so we use Hertz sometimes, but most of the time. Yoga teacher, life coach, and organizing ninja. That's what she, your subject line is, five stars. These are all five-star reviews coming in hot, Kate, today. I love the Kate and Mike show. Funny, fun, real, relatable, inspiring. I l- learned something valuable each episode. I'm a married mama in Kate's membership group, Origin, and the podcast is delightful companion to my membership. Thanks and love ya love y'all love love ya no y'all how do you say love y'all yeah love y'all yeah yeah thanks Kristen. Good. thanks Kristen. love having you in origin and uh thanks for listening love this podcast the vibrant root this podcast is inspiring eye-opening funny insightful and intelligently executed Ooh, 
That was Mike. He was even able to say that. I was reading Penelope a book last night, and I couldn't say the words in the children's book. It's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, continuation on the Vibrant Roots <laughs> testimonial. That did not say that. That was me. I look forward to hearing it every week and feel like I can relate so well to so many aspects of it. Thank you for creating the gem of a podcast as someone who was born and raised in Maine and currently living in the mid coast. I so appreciate Kate and Mike's perspective on life in a small, beautiful state and the importance of expanding our horizons through education and compassion for others. Hmm. Thanks. That was amazing. We love a fellow Mainer. This is listening on the lawnmower from Joe gum 63. That's amazing. Love listening to the Kate and Mike show as much as I love to mow the lawn. And now I can do both. I can pop in my, I don't know who this is, but this is amazing. I can pop in my headphones and know that I'm not going to be bothered by the kids for at least two hours or so. You got a big lawn. My go-to podcast is always the Kate and Mike show. The content is fresh, honest, and funny wherever they're talking about life and family challenges or tips and tricks to help me run my business. I'm all, maybe he just drives. I'm assuming this is a man. He just drives very slow. You know, it could be like, I need to break from the kids. So, oh the lawnmower only goes in turtle speed and tricks to help me run my business i'm also a member of origin and the two oh, no this is a woman oh this is a woman and i'm also a member of origin sorry for assuming it was guy but i that was my fault well the name was joe so we th i think that that was fair even yes. though joe is a gender neutral so yes. apologies i am also a member of origin and the two combined adds so much value to my life and business thank you and keep up the good work hmm. nice this is um, these these origin companion podcast reviews are giving me okay. an idea oh no, that's awesome oh are, what's your idea not should we talk you. about it no oh okay i'll um, tell you later okay <laughs> when we're not recording the podcast <laughs> i can't wait let me i'm gonna let me pull up from canada these are all from the united states we'll do one from canada okay since they're the closest well we we live and the while mike is saying this as a reminder just message him dm him at mike j watts on instagram and send him your mailing address so he can we can put something in the mail for you i mean we'll be honest he puts it in the mail mike will do that <laughs> to say thanks for listening all right we have uh oh we have 12 reviews from wow. canada let me go i'm gonna go to the most recent janine ward ward w-a-r-d my favorite go-to podcast this is our first canadian review remember i learned remembered how to i figured out how to do this different country deal uh, the show is by far the my most favorite podcast. I'm a psychologist, a mom of two, business owner, and lover of spirituality and easeful living. You guys hit on my favorite topics, and I can't wait for the new episodes. Kate, I love your giggles. Mike, I love your honesty when you're a newbie to the woo. And thanks so much for the great content. XOXO, Janine. Awesome. I think it's Janine. Thanks, Janine. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. So message Mike. He'll send you a package. Yeah, Mike at Mike J. Watts. It is a... I'll tell you what. We got a lot of crazy feedback from the Patricia Moreno podcast. That one has been a major hit. Yes, it has. And then also even our Life is Hard podcast that we recorded about a month ago. That was... A, you know, that was... We've done some interviews in between there. Some more to come on the interviews. But just like where we are for reality and real life. But yeah, the Patricia Moreno podcast was incredible i think I've, we've gotten the most feedback on that episode of any feedback yes uh, any episode we've ever done hands down so if you haven't listened to it please go back and listen to the patricia moreno fat phobia episode mike and i continue to do our own healing around our bodies and so we're right here on the journey with you yeah and share with your friends
it's I mean, my buddy was just here this weekend and, you know, we had a long conversation about body stuff. You I know, had a conversation kind of... with him about body stuff, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it's a journey no matter man, woman. And it's... I've had two very thin friends tell me it was incredibly powerful for them, too. So just so you know, it's not an episode necessarily for only people who have struggled with their weight. Correct. It's for anybody with a body. That is correct. Who's a human. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a dog, you could talk to him about it, see how they feel about it. I don't it. think dogs have an issue with fat phobia, although we never know. No, we don't. So today's episode is about six critical questions to ask yourself and answer, of course, to upgrade your business. So I was recently at a one-day retreat with Elena Brower, who's a wonderful yoga teacher and entrepreneur, and my friend Sarah Tangretti brought her here to Maine, and of Leverage Events. And I was so amazed So I'm just going to be full clarity here, full disclosure. You know, when people put out journals and like writing prompts, I've always thought, oh, that's such an easy way to create a product. Like that's kind of dumb. All you have to do is write a question and then it's like, oh, and I'm going to print that and then sell it. To be honest, I just had some judgment about it, obviously. And then we were there with Elena and she has this beautiful practice you journal and it's her art in there and... And the journal has these beautiful themed writing prompts and these journal questions. And she asked us a couple of the questions during the day after our yoga practices. And the beauty and the wisdom that came through in the answers through each of us was really profound. And for the first time, I think I understood that quote, if you want a better life, ask better questions. And I was blown away by how a well-worded, well-posed question can completely change the game for somebody. And once again, you know, this is this is the breaking down of our cultural assumption that in order to be valuable, we have to have all the answers. In fact, in order to be valuable, we might just need to have the right questions. And so today is a an episode about questions, and I've completely changed my tune on the whole writing prompt journal question thing. And I think it's brilliant (laughs) and life-changing. So what do you mean by that? I don't know. I'm a little confused. What do you mean writing prompt? You know, people like have programs that they sell journals that have writing prompts in them. They sell programs that are writing prompts. They have journal prompts as part of programs. Mm -hmm. And by what do you, I guess, what does that mean? Like writing prompts? What is a prompt? (laughs) Like it would be me saying, how are you feeling today? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Got it. Usually the writing prompts are, yeah, how are you feeling today? What's the most important thing to you? Um, Oh, okay. I'm following. You know, one of Elena's was, they were these really amazing questions about dignity. Like, what does dignity mean to you? And how do you bring it to everybody you interact with every day? I mean, like powerful questions that I've never thought about before. And they really can change your life. So we have some questions for you to change your business. Okay. Let's Um, dive in. Let's dive in. So the first question. Should we give a prompt about what these questions are prompting about? That is not the right use of the word (laughs) prompt. I just want to see how many times I can use prompt. You need to use it correctly in order for it to make any sense. So these would be prompt questions for your online business. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or they, you could use that. They're, they're questions, which you could use as writing prompts. (laughs) If you would like to journal about them. Um, Or for your own, uh, it doesn't have to be an online business, but that's what we're talking about. It could just be your your own business. 
Yeah, any business. Yeah, any okay. business. Okay. So the first question is, what do I stand for? There has been a the recent unveiling of Colin Kaepernick as the face of the 30-year anniversary ad campaign for, for Nike. Nike. And the quote is, what is the quote? I'll look it something up. to believe in something. Tell your story though. Anyway. It's really good. And then I think he just released a video today, like Nike did about it. So this is really about taking a stand. And I believe it's really important to take a stand in your business because there are a lot of people out there doing similar things. And if you don't take a stand for something, A, you're not really making much of an impact in the world, and B taking a stand really attracts your ideal customers because what you stand for, they often stand for as well and they will naturally magnetize towards you if you take a stand. So what's the quote, hon? Uh, Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Yeah. So what do you stand for in your business? What does your business stand for? What do you believe in would be another, you know, another way of saying that. But I've been reading this book called Drop the Ball Achieving More by Doing Less by Tiffany Dufu. And she has a wonderful chapter in there about coming up with what's the most meaningful for her, what matters the most to her. And for her, she takes a very powerful stand around the upliftment of women and girls, which is something that's always been really important to me as well. So I resonate with that. And for her, everything she does has to, like, you know, career-wise has to be around the enrichment of women and girls. And so that's a stand that she makes in her business. And it's really, really important to her. And I have no doubt that that has magnetized opportunities toward her, magnetized customers, perhaps the book deal to write this book. And I hope to have her on the podcast at some point. So what do you stand for is the question. What do you and your business stand for? Really, really critical question that I would ask yourself. Well, that's why we put it first. Okay, I want to ask you a question about, I'm just thinking of businesses that might have a trouble figuring this out. Uh-huh. So let's say I run a Facebook ad company and I help people with their Facebook ads, right? So like a consultant. So, so I could stand for what? You could stand for the ability of independent entrepreneurs to have the freedom to, you could stand for freedom and sovereignty and the ability to earn money independently and not have to work for a corporate giant for example so you could stand for freedom okay cool or you could stand for the little guy you could stand for the underdog you know depending on what sorts of clients you work with your stand could be about small business and the power of individual ingenuity to change our economy and change the world Great. If you ran a motorcycle shop, for example, we have a a customer and client who is a motorcycle shop owner. You know who you are. And she and her husband could take a stand for adventure, right? People who like to ride motorcycles probably like adventures. Mm -hmm. So they could take a stand for that. There's all kinds of things. Any business can, even a, a plumbing business could absolutely take a stand for something. It doesn't have to be political. Right. You know, it's just, it's, this is about your values. Yeah. It comes back to your value and what you actually believe in. And it makes it, if you know what you stand for, it makes it way easier to know what to say yes and what to say no to. Cause for example, we've had a couple of podcast pitches come in lately and 
they have had to do with someone who teaches about weight loss. And I have declined those offers because my stand is for the enrichment of women and girls. And over the last couple of years, I have gotten super clear on why the weight loss industry is not enriching women and girls. And so while I appreciate these people, I've said no. Cue in the Patricia Moreno podcast. Cue in fat phobia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can stand for. It doesn't just have to be one thing, but I recommend like narrowing it down to a few so that you can really stand firmly in those and not stand for like 35 things. Right. It helps to be more... The more specific you are, the easier it is to make decisions, the easier are you're you're clearer on your guidelines of the direction you're going. You know, I just met my neighbor in my new office space this morning and she said, I've been a graphic designer for 25 years. You know, she's been running her own business and has been in the office next door to me for seven. And it was just cool to hear her just be like, yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, anybody that's been in graphic design for 25 years they're really doing something right. So it's cool for her to just, you know, and I could ask her a more specific question, like, do you have a specific type of client? And she right. said a lot of it's word of mouth just to get, you know, she might only work with uh, on um, women's health campaigns. Right. Right. You know, it's like, I think of your mom and it's very, very clear for women's health. Yes. You know, so it's. I mean, taking a stand for something, it's powerful because it changes the world, but it's also just good branding. Yes. Because when you take a stand for something, then you become known for something. And then it's way easier, like your graphic designer neighbor. Yeah. It's way easier to, for people to refer people to you. Yeah. And I just love the Colin Kaepernick, you know, what the, that stood for coming out and for him to just be like, I, he lost millions of dollars a year as a pretty good professional. He was really good professional quarterback, like for the NFL. And because he believed in people of color being abused by... He took a stand against it. He took that. a stand against it. Right, sorry. I just He took a stand against it. He lost his job, basically, and then basically has been kicked out of the NFL by all the other owners. And there's these... And that just got... I think it was last week that the court said, we will see the documents about the NFL kind of blackballing him. You know, him and Eric. And so... It's just very, he stood by it and he will, you know, he's given a million dollars away last year. Every year he gave, or every, it was like every month or something he was giving, or every week or something, he was giving $10,000 to these different charities. So what he's standing for, it's very clear, you know. It's and, to respect black bodies, essentially. Yes, that is correct. I mean, it's specifically about police brutality. Yeah, it's about police brutality, yes. So just, it's it, it makes it very you know, you, it creates your vision. It makes your life easier. So you wake up in the morning and be like, this is who I'm going to help, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm moving this direction. Question number two is where is my energy leaking? If you don't have systems and structure and organization in your business, you will be leaking massive amounts of energy and your energy and your time are your most precious assets. And we did an entire episode for this on Mike's birthday last week about systems and structure because he is my amazing Virgo man who is brilliant at systems and structures and making sure that energy and time are reserved and saved because they are so precious. So if you ask yourself the question, where is my energy leaking? You're going to get a few ideas immediately. Don't overthink this. Whatever comes to your mind first is probably where you're leaking your energy in your business and by the way, also in your life. 
And that's important information because it's where you need to plug those leaks and get systems and structures in place to have a much stronger container to be able to receive the revenue, the customers, and the impact that is coming to you. Yeah. And if you don't have, if you have no idea where to start, it's helpful to find somebody that's pretty good at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just to help you. It's like the organizing, you know, we've talked about Donna from Organize Me, Organize Maine. And she's able to come in here and really see where the house needs a little work and she can really help that in different places. So you probably have a good idea of where you're leaking energy or where you're spending a lot of time on different things within your business. It's like getting those plugged up sooner than later. Cause then what happens is we think about them, right? It's just say, maybe I'm not working on them. I'm not wasting my energy on those tasks, but we're thinking about them constantly, right? For the last, I mean, for myself, like I needed to drill a hole in a cabinet that I have at the office to put a power strip in there so I can put the router and all that stuff in the cabinet. I mean, I've thought about that for the last like five days, probably once a day to head over there and do that. But we, like, we were busy. It was my birthday. You know, we had friends in town. Kate surprised me with my buddy Bradley came to town. But today I just went over there, took care of it, set it all up. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, so it was just, it was much quicker. You know, it's that type of thing where I was like, oh, I, can, I know I'm going to be able to do that on Wednesday. So I put it to say, okay, I'm going to take care of that on Wednesday when it's time, when everybody leaves and every, the kids are at daycare, et cetera. So it's just, it's something that can be, if I thought about it on Thursday of last week, but if I, if it really drove me crazy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that's a lot of wasted energy. But it was like on Thursday or it was on Saturday because I thought we were going to get to the office on Saturday and we didn't. I was like, okay, I'll just take care of that on Wednesday. And it blocked, it like sealed that leaky energy up right away. Well, and that's a system around scheduling. Right. And so we talked about that on Correct. last week's episode, like scheduling and, and sort of systems around your time and where you allot it. So yeah, that's really perfect. great. Next question is, what is my zone of genius? Or what are the things that only I can do in my business and that I love doing? Really, really important question write it down you should be writing all of these down by the way and we'll go over them at the end but the question is notes at katenorthrup.com forward slash podcast yeah the show notes yeah you don't have to write them down you can just read the show notes (laughs) but the question is what is my zone of genius or what are the things that only i can do and that i love doing so zone of genius is was a term coined by Gay Hendricks, who wrote the book, The Big Leap, which we highly recommend. And the truth is, if you are doing things that anybody can do, and also that you don't even like doing, you are minimizing your impact. Because there are things, for example, I've gotten really clear that the thing that only I can do is show up as me in our content and in writing basically. And if I'm doing things that don't have to do with that, I'm pretty much wasting my time because there are other people who can do that. Now, by the way, when I first started my business in 2010, I did everything. So I'm not saying if you're just starting out, this is aspirational. This is not like today, right? If you're just starting out, just identify what your zone of genius is and then know that you'll be working towards exclusively spending your time on those things probably forever. I don't exclusively spend my time on those things, but mostly I do. And if I get sidetracked, I can quickly identify, oh, A, I can notice my energy dwindles. I start to get irritated or tired. And that's how I know I'm working outside my zone of genius. And B, 
I just know that I'm wasting my time. So what is your zone of genius? The things that you and only you can do and that you love to do. Do you want to give some examples of yours, honey? I can give examples of when it's not my right. zone, you know, it's when I'm not in there. And then I can give examples of when I know, I mean, definitely when I know I'm in it is when it, things are just kind of flowing, right? When there's no, where it, it, where I look at the clock and I actually, when I'm, where it's like, like, it's like time slows down a little bit. Not that really time speeds up. I just, it's like, wow, it's like I've done, you know, these tasks already and it's already, it's only noon, you know, where I think it might take much longer. Cause I find when I'm distracted doing things, you just, your brain's operating in two different realms. If that, you know, it's like just, I'm over here watching some teaching and then I'm cooking food, right? It's, it's much easier just to put music on and cook food. So, for me, it's like I become very stressed out when I know I'm doing, uh, I might stress eat has been a, a factor of my life when I'm doing something that I want to be doing. I might think about it repetitively over and over and over and over and over again, I'm putting too much pressure on myself to complete a task of what needs to be done instead of just like outsourcing it to someone else. Thinking about the, it's like, it's going back to what we just talked about too. It's like we're thinking about the task over and over and over and over again. In this case, with what's going on with my life now, like skin rash is breaking out. You know, it's before could have been lack of sleep, could have been overeating, could have been something that's that pushes me outside of my like zone of genius. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm a Does little confused by how that's related to working outside your zone of genius. Like when you're working outside your zone of yeah, because if you don't you're working sleep enough and you yeah, because you could be thinking about something. I see. Yeah, that you could be you you could be getting stressed out about this task that let's just take like mm, editing a, a blog mailer, mm-hmm. right? For instance, it's like that is not something that I'm good at. So I could be thinking it might delay the fact that a blog goes out because I am thinking about the editing process that goes into putting a blog mailer out. So it's too much, it's too many tasks on my plate that don't need to be there. Yeah, those type of things. So you, it, it creates, really it creates more stress in your life. Yeah, and that could be one of your energy leaks. Right, is, that is correct. Is uh, doing tasks that are yep. too far outside your zone. Yeah, these are all a little bit tied together. Totally. So the next question is, how do I want people to feel when they interact with my brand? Mm-hmm. So just to identify, your brand is just your company. It's like the perception that you're putting out there. So it's your social media channels. It's your website. It's your customer service over email. It's reading blogs, watching videos. It's like any touch point that somebody would be interacting with you and your company is your brand. So the question is, how do you want people to feel? when they interact with your brand. And so for us, you know, we talked a little bit about this before we recorded the episode. We want people to feel welcome. We want people to feel warmth and connection. We want people to feel included, hopeful. You know, these are some of the things that I would say I want people to feel when they interact with our brand. And that's really important because that question will then dictate how you show up visually, especially, like what kind of images are you using? And then what kind of words are you using? And really what kind of products and services are you offering as well? Yeah, this also goes back to what we talked about. Number one is like, what do you stand for? Right, yeah, so this, totally. this uh, really relates to the interaction that you desire. If we take somebody that's like Donald Trump, right? He's a very polarizing figure. 
and he doesn't really care what the interaction is with his brand i mean it's about fear-based right so it's anger is how he's portraying himself at this moment but he doesn't want to really interact with anybody else no but he's very clear that he wants when people interact with his brand he wants them to you know feel that he's sort of the authoritarian so he Mm -hmm. it's it's not that he doesn't want to interact with people he's quite specific about how he wants people to feel right he wants people to just listen right so it's not about the interaction whatsoever it's about i'm right and uh you better listen yeah, and even before he became president, there was a, his whole brand was really about like you know exclusivity and yeah. price, mm-hmm. and so there's definitely some elements in there that are specific. And so you know, also think about how do you feel when you interact with certain brands? You know, how do you Correct. feel when you go to your local coffee shop? How do you feel when you go to one of your favorite websites? When you go to places that aren't your favorite? And keep those things in mind because they're really important information for you and the choices you make about your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to what Kate said for us, like we want to hear from you guys. You know, it's like nice to hear from the customers or interact with you and like, you know, go to lunch. Like it'd be great to, you know, have a lunch or something like that, you know, and, and sit down with people who have purchased products or hung out that are currently customers of ours or readers of your book and create a more, a more relationship instead of it's like someone that's just buying the product you know type thing like that not saying that we're going to go to lunch with every single person that's contacts us at this moment in time right now it's not a good space but uh it's because that goes back to where's our energy leaks for us you know so it's like and so this all these questions relate to our business but also our personal life so it's like we're spending a lot like we just got invited to a potluck tonight and even this whole summer it's funny because like all of our friends are traveling all the time and we're just sitting at home you know, we're here hanging out with the girls and we're realizing like at this point in our life, like there's no travel that needs to take place. And so our energy leak is plugging that hole and just like remaining at home and chilling. And so it also for us too, it's like this makes, you know, invited to the potluck we just talked about. It's like, no, actually that doesn't feel good right now. So it's like just to kind of hang out here. Great. I feel like we got really off track about how you want your customers to feel when they interact with your Well, brand. it's true. It's like, let's say we go to the potluck, right? We go to the potluck tonight, but the reality is we just want to be at home. So like we could show up a little grumpy, you know, or the kids could go crazy. And so then all of a sudden we're hanging out in an environment where the kids are going nuts. We know there's going to be bedtime that's going to take place. So our, the, the Watts brand going to a potluck is going to be like, oh my gosh, they are a lot you know, they got energy leaks everywhere. And so we got to get, we got to plug those up. So we don't want to take that. But yes, it is a little bit off topic from what you're talking about, but I'm just kind of wrapping it all up because we've all known we've gone to potlucks and not really wanted to be there probably sometimes. And so it would have been a better decision to be like, what do I stand for? Right now I stand for ease, peace, the freedom and relaxation and trying to get our children to bed on a decent hour. Really? We stand for bedtime right now. Yes. The Watts household stands for bedtime. We stand for bedtime. And anybody we hang out with on a personal basis knows that the Watts stand for bedtime. Yeah, we don't well, actually Kate we, stood for bedtime. She finally got she got Mike on board. Um, I am with I Penelope. am proudly inflexible about bedtime. Sometimes Naps you know 15 minutes plus or minus okay. Yeah. Maybe 30. Yeah. But like pretty much bedtime. Okay. We stand for bedtime. Next. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? So the next question is really about also about your customers. And the question is, and you will not necessarily be able to answer this question. So this is a question you need to ask somebody else is what do my customers want? So for example, we, so it's, by the way, it's way less expensive to keep a customer and way less energy to keep a customer than it is to get a new customer. So this question is about customer retention and keeping your people happy. So this is not what does everybody on my email list want necessarily, or what does everybody on the internet want, or what does everybody who walks into my store want? No, this is what do my customers want? So these are people who are interacting with your brand in some way already. They already have bought in. So whether they're, maybe they are on your email list and you consider those your customers, but like I'm thinking about the people who've already spent money. How do you keep them happy? Well, one of the things you can do is ask them, what do you want? So I have a desire to offer something that's a deeper dive into some of the concepts that we talk about within Origin for entrepreneurial moms and entrepreneurial nurturers. And so... I have many ideas of what that might look like. I've asked a lot of my friends, but then it occurred to me, you know what? Why don't I actually ask the people who are my customers and who would be the likeliest to purchase this thing? And these are the women who have been in origin for six or 12 months or more. And so we just sent out an email and said, what can I do for you? And I asked them very much this question, what would you like? What do you want? And the answers are beautiful. And some of them are very surprising. And it's stuff I never could have possibly imagined that they wanted that I can totally offer. So it's really exciting. And so if you have not asked your customers what they want, you need to ask your customers what they want. And I do think that it's a delicate dance between putting out what you feel called to put out and putting out what people want. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you can bob and weave between those two. I don't think either one is right. But if you are feeling stuck, ask your customers every time for sure unless it's something where if you think of the iphone right is the iphone was invented there's been a lot of technological or any massive product changes that people didn't even know they needed you know like we didn't know that we needed an iphone or a smartphone 10 11 years ago now it was something that steve jobs was like we should or whoever was at apple you know he gets a lot of credit for it but there's definitely more people clearly as what we're talking about here with online business playbook but the there's situations in your life that people don't even know they need that, right? And so if it's something there, but a lot of times just in our business to help us move forward, it might just be a little tweak here and there, like Kate just shared with what's going on in Origin. It's like, this is actually, if you have the base already of, of people, you know, that are there sharing their needs and wants, like you just ask them. It's very, it's very simple. It is very simple. It's so great. Yeah, we don't have um, to overcomplicate it. And by the way, you know, I would, I would say I, mean, I was not sitting at the table when the iPhone was invented but i would venture yep. to say that they were thinking about the challenges and the problems that is correct. of their customer yes so even though they created something that their customer never could have said oh well i want an iphone they were saying i want a way to stay in touch with people mm-hmm. i want a way to find out information i want at the click of a button to be able to meditate wherever i right. am you know all that stuff I want- everybody was listening to music already yeah. you know people were talking on the phone figuring out where to store all this data, right? Text messaging, et cetera. Emailing, all all the stuff. And then the final question is... I think that was the final question. Nope, there's one more. Oh. (laughs) 
And this is a question. This is a little bit more of an analytical question. Very important. We've been ramping up our analytics in our company lately. Oh, yeah. Because I would say this is an area of growth for us. Is where do my customers come from? What are the efforts that I have been putting in that have brought customers to me? And what are the efforts that I have been doing that have not? So, you know, if you're in a business that has lower price products and you have hundreds of customers or thousands of customers, you know, you're going to have to look more at your online analytics. But let's say you're a coach. Well, look at the most recent 20 people who've signed up for coaching packages and write down where they all came from. Is it referrals? Is it speaking at live events? Is it Google traffic? Is it Facebook ads? You know, you really need to know where your customers are coming from because if you know that, then you know where to put your time and energy. Very simple, but often overlooked. We can get, and I'm speaking from our own business, our own company, we can get very caught up in just getting the pieces in place for the next project and the next launch without looking back and saying, wait, what's even working? Like, are the things that we're doing working? And if not, they need to be tweaked. And if so, we just need to do more of those things. I mean, again, that's an energy leak. Mm -hmm. So where are my customers coming from? Uh, Agreed. I have a client I'm currently working with who was spending a bunch of money in different, on like seven or eight different areas you know, for advertising, trying to build their business. And I asked him one day, I was like, where are all your customers coming from? And he's like, well, I don't know. I was like, well, do the calculations of how much money have you spent in the last two years? Cause he has all this data. So it's like, look at all the last two years, how much money have you spent? How much money does it cost to get a customer? And he was spending like $500 in some cases per customer. But for the year, his customer would only generate, currently their setup would have been like 245 bucks. So if the customer stayed with them for a year, he was already in the hole by $245, 250 bucks. These are all numbers are approximate. But it was, and it would have taken over two years to get payback for this. But where his biggest bang for the buck is coming is basically free. It just requires time, right? So you don't actually have to spend much money. It's just, it's requiring the time and a lot of times we'll think about in business where it's like, oh, I need to, to run Facebook ads or I need to run Instagram ads or I need to run YouTube ads or Pinterest ads or Google ads or whatever these things are. But maybe our customers aren't even coming from those platforms. Maybe it's just word of mouth. And if customers are coming word of mouth, that's really great. So it's just, it's putting incentives to your current customers to help you bring in more clients, right? And setting things up that way. And then as a business owner ourselves, what can we do better to help our current customers and to care for our current customers? Because as we know, Kate just said, it's easier to keep a customer than it is. It's cheaper to keep a customer than find new clients. So yeah, getting very clear on where, and then going back to like where to put your energy. You know, if, if you know most of your audience is on Instagram, like spending a bunch of time on Snapchat probably isn't worth it. Right? And just generally probably spending a bunch of time on Snapchat. I don't know. Is Snapchat even a thing anymore? Yes, Kate. It's a thing. It has millions and millions I of people on it on a daily Snapchat. basis. See, no. that's a great example. Would not be good use of my time. Correct. Right. So, but also another thing is on that aspect as well, it's you can test out Snapchat. So maybe it's beneficial for Kate to say the next month, I'm going to spend time on Snapchat and see what happens. This isn't going to happen right now, but I'm just saying in general, <laughs> if you have time to say, okay, for the next month, 
like this isn't good for let's say kate at this moment because we just had a baby right in five years like if there's another social media platform let's call it snapchat is invented in five years from now maybe spending a month three months on it to try to figure all the, the nooks and crannies out might be worth the time because you never know where things could go right and i you just it's like all of a sudden the audience like could end up in that direction there was some app that i was just a part of that just emailed me and said they shut down Right. So they're no longer around, which is could it's going to happen in the social media oh, yeah. game. So it is beneficial to say like where and maybe that's not your job. Right. Maybe that's that's the uh, your business partner's role or maybe that's somebody else in your company that is looking to the future that is paying attention. So, for instance, like me as the person that's like kind of running the company from a, a higher view. Right. Licia, the president is more in charge of the day to day and planning for the future. But like for me, it's our, my responsibility is to look at like what's going to happen a year and a half from now. Right. Because I'm the one that's running the finances of the company. So it's like looking at the money and like, where are we in a year and a half from now? So it's paying attention to those goals. So that would be something like, okay, so if, you know, Snapchat's failing, like what's the next thing that's coming along? to pay attention to maybe test it out see if it'd be fun whatever that that tool may be because the biggest thing with these social media platforms let's say your marketing angle google for example like or any social media like we don't own that we're not in control of that that's we're, we're a user of those products just like people are a user or a customer or uh what do you call the women in origin empresses, empresses. they're all empresses of origin but Kate might be like in a month from now to be like, I'm done with origin. I'm not going to be done with origin. No, I know that, but it's not, <laughs> it's not the empresses. They, they don't have control over that either. So it's not, I know you're not going to be done with that. You have a long term plan for this, for this. So, but it is, it's like they, there's no control there. So it is, it's our, it's our individual responsibilities to just say, okay, so if, if Instagram's working really well for me right now, and I just spoke to my buddy the other day about he was had, helping a client and I said he has a goal to grow their membership. And then he was like, well, I could go help. I could put my flag out here and put my flag out here and put my flag out here. And this is also helps with like marketing and promoting yourself and then blocking energy leaks. We have a goal of hitting, let's just say a thousand members in our membership. And I'm making these numbers up just to keep everything privacy, but like a thousand members in the membership, but right now the membership's at 500. And so it's like, well, I could broaden my scope of what I'm doing and get three or four more clients out here and help them grow as well. And I said, why don't you just hit the goal of a thousand first and then do it, you know, because that way, you know, your marketing and what you're doing is working. And instead of spreading yourself too thin, I've heard this from, um, Gary Vaynerchuk the most out of anybody it's like it's about depth not necessarily width totally right so it's not about spreading ourselves so thin across the board where we're trying to produce like 25 different products or have 25 different companies or clients it's about just getting deep with those three to four clients so you might have one client for instance like in my coaching world you know or that I'm helping people with or my consulting there might be one client in there that they need more help with so it's something I could go deeper with that client and, and have them stick around for like six months instead of three months, right? It's all. But well, I think the way that that applies to this last question though is what brings in the customers. So right. what has brought in the customers in the past? Keep doing that Correct. until it's not working anymore. Right. Rather than bringing on 10 new marketing methods, why not keep doing yep. the ones you're already doing yep. that are working? So I think that that example Correct. is it really I applies. think it's... But it's also, 
it's always there might be cheaper ways out there so i for me for us i feel like keep doing the ones that are working you know let's say you're working on let's say you're a solo entrepreneur and it's just you right pick one that becomes successful like it's like if i'm going to advertise on instagram only advertise on instagram until it's turning money in for you right until it's bringing money and it's filling up your buckets and you have so much business coming in down the pipeline that but then also say okay what if this avenue fails like what if this avenue goes away what's my backup plan and so to always doesn't mean you have to do anything about it this second right but in three months down the line just say okay if, if instagram ads are working really really well and i'm getting a lot of traffic there continually do that but then maybe on the side hustle right maybe it's like an hour maybe it's 30 minutes a day over the course of a week to two weeks to you start saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna just move this app move this angle a little bit and say maybe i'm gonna start running some do some youtube videos right and you start doing a little bit of research and a little bit of work there to get that one working this goes back to kind of this sums up everything that we've talked about so far so it's just like okay if i'm gonna run instagram ads i'm gonna keep working keep working keep working get that thing cranking get that avenue cranking for yourself and then say maybe there's something else out here maybe i've always had an interest in doing video so maybe it's like okay how do i make youtube successful for me something like that absolutely so be looking at what's worked in the past but also have an eye for what's coming because the internet and just business in general is always changing yep so as a review these questions are what do i stand for where is my energy leaking or where am i wasting energy is another way of saying that what's my zone of genius or another way of saying that is what are the things only i can do and that i love doing how do i want people to feel when they interact with my brand what do my customers want and what avenues are actually bringing in the customers If you ask yourself these six questions, you will have some incredibly powerful information to upgrade your business. And we'd like to invite you to do that with us in the Ultimate Online Business Playbook. So doors are open for that program only until this coming Thursday. And each one of these questions has come from one of our six chapters of the playbook. So the playbook has six chapters. The first one is on leadership, content, and sharing your voice. So that's what do I stand for? The second one is on systems, operations, and practical magic. So that is where is my energy leaking? The third chapter is about marketing, project management, creating company culture, and building something bigger than yourself. And that one is what is my zone of genius? The next one is brand identity, website essentials, and communicating with visuals. So that one was, how do I want people to feel when customers interact with my brand? The fifth one is about nurturing your community and creating customers for life. And that question was, what do my customers want? And then finally, the last one was Facebook ads, Instagram ads, paid advertising, basically, social media strategy, and becoming an organizational ninja. And that question was, what avenues are bringing in my customers? So if you want help answering these questions and more incredibly powerful questions to upgrade your business, please join us for the Ultimate Online Business Playbook, where you will have a behind the scenes access to our awesome world-class online business team and information from our playbook on how we run our seven-figure business and how you can apply those lessons to your own business. And you can access all that information at katenorthup.com forward slash playbook. We only have 150 spots and doors close on Thursday. And there's also a live event and you come hang out with us. <gasps> yes. Hello, Kate. Oh the my gosh. Part. Yes. Yeah. So as a bonus, 
with your ticket to the online business playbook, you get an exclusive ticket to Origin Live. <laughs> and Origin Live is our online what is it <laughs> I just we're lost. we're basically bringing people together in maine november 8th to basically hot seats you're going to go over like what what are you struggling with in your business we're going to walk you through how to fix it learn a little bit about kind of build off of what's going on in the online business playbook but it's really about creating community around what you stand for and so what we're standing for in this process is we're bringing people together to create the community and to just like hang out and learn in community and then learn in community. So it'll be a lot about like envisioning, you know, I'm in the process of putting this uh, event together right now with our team and it's big. A a majority of it will be like people that are coming that want to talk about their business and how, where they need help and what they're getting stuck with, you know, and just really looking at Kate and I will be doing a little bit of teaching. There'll be some other teachers there, but it's, it's looking at how we grew our business over the course of, 2012 really when Kate and I started working together 2013 to 2018 and how we went from just like the two of us to now there's basically six full-time people pretty much five or six including ourselves and many other contractors that have grown from there and just kind of the structure that has been put in place to develop our business for growth and navigation with change that goes on throughout the the years like right it's like we've been on a really good solid run for in the economy standpoint for the last like 10 years, nine years. And so, you know, it's also talking about like, how do we prepare if the economy turns and what happens there as well, so. Great. <laughs> That's to be a lot of things that we'll talk about. Kate like looked at me and was like, what are we doing about that? I was that? just like, well, I just didn't have a talk planned on that particular topic, but maybe you could plan one. No, no, no. That's what I, I mean, this is not regarding a whole talk, but it builds off of, it builds off the six questions that are asked right here that we went over today. It's nothing mind blowing, right? It's as things are developing and whatever happens goes on in the world. Like if you're still creating something that people want, it doesn't matter when it's actually taking place. So it's making sure that you're standing for, because like the six pieces that we just went over the questions and what we're going to do at the live event is what people are still going to want regardless of how the economy is rising or falling. And so a lot of times people don't take that in consideration when they're going out there planning um, their business or life or creating it. So no, these questions will keep you relevant no matter what's going on. So again, online business playbook is happening now. Registration is happening now. Get in by Thursday, katenorthup.com forward slash playbook. And with your registration, you get a free ticket valued at $4.97 to Origin Live, which is many of the things that Mike talked about and more. So thanks so much for listening. We are curious about what your answers are to these questions. So if you want to go ahead and comment on the social media post that I did about this episode, that Mike did about this episode, you can direct message us. You can send it all sorts of ways. I'm just curious, what did this bring up for you? And what did you learn? And what was an aha moment? So thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll join us for Online Business Playbook and we will talk to you next week. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrop.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.